I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. The show is Inside Sources, and so we're going to not just my inside sources on all things religious liberty and religious freedom. Uh, this is the inside source for people all across the country. Uh, Kelsey Dallas, who also happens to be the national religion reporter for the Deseret News. Uh, but Kelsey, you really have become the inside source uh, when it comes to re- religious freedom and all that's going on legislatively in the courts. Uh, and so we appreciate you carving out some time for us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's an odd specialty, but I am passionate about it. <laughs> you are. And, and there everywhere I go, people will say, do you know, do you know Kelsey Dallas? <laughs> I'm like, I do know Kelsey Dallas. <laughs> so I'm getting some, uh, uh, a little light splashed onto me by <laughs> being able to say, I know the Kelsey Dallas. Uh, well, today's uh, Religious Freedom Day. Uh, the president is going to give a speech. Uh, is it a Rose Garden event? I think it's a Rose Garden event today where he will speak and uh, give us a little insight into uh, what the president is going to focus on. It's coming up about uh, 23 minutes from now. Mm-hmm. The president will take to the podium. Uh, tell us what this speech is going to be about on religious freedom. President Trump is going to affirm his administration's support for school prayer. He plans to be surrounded by some children from across the country and say religious students deserve our support and there are plenty of policies in place that offer protection for them. So um, as of now, we don't believe that he's going to be changing any sort of law, but he just wants to ensure that educators know what um, they must offer to students. Yeah. And so, of course, the the counter argument on that is always, you know, it has to be, you know, separation of church and state and all of those things. Uh, Will the president drill down anything in terms of uh, what that really means and and what some of these protections actually are as it relates to prayer in school? What I predict is that his remarks will really just focus on the importance of existing protections and why he supports religious freedom, including in a school setting. But they are issuing sort of a letter to educators, and that is what is really spelling out what protections exist. And those include the fact that students are allowed to pray on their own, both in the classroom and anywhere on school property. Property, but the school can't sponsor or sort of force prayer. Force prayer. And that's been clear since some Supreme Court rulings in the 1960s. Right. Okay. So no, no changes there. All right. I want to uh, get to a couple of the other things that uh, we anticipate mm-hmm. the president's going to say today. Two other areas he's going to address. Uh, give us those. Well, earlier this morning, uh, a variety of the federal departments, so Department of Education, Health and Human Services, announced that they were sort of taking some cues from a 2018 executive order on religious liberty and other updating the guidelines that govern that govern church state partnerships. So that's the type of program that provides money to a social service organization to help people in need. So maybe a homeless shelter or a food pantry and what they have to do to sort of comply with government regulations. Oh, fascinating. That's uh yeah, that oh, I can see that one continuing to to play out in a big way. It's very messy, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh if you're just joining us, we've got Kelsey Dallas uh 
national religion reporter for the Deseret News and, again, a, a key source for people around the country on these issues. Uh, I want to get to one more piece. I do want to just note for our audience that uh, the Supreme Court Justice John Roberts has made his way over from the Supreme Court. He is now uh, inside uh, the United States Capitol. He will be escorted onto the floor of the Senate chamber in about 21 minutes, uh, where he will take an oath of office as he presides over that. And we'll continue to follow that here on KSL News Radio as we get to the noon hour. Uh, so, Kelsey, getting back to uh, the president's remarks mm-hmm. coming up at about the same time, uh, really interesting uh, compare and contrast mm-hmm. there. Uh, you'll have this activity going on inside the, the Capitol and just outside the White House in the Rose Garden. The president will be talking about religious liberty. Uh, so we've talked about two. We've talked about uh, what he's doing on school prayer and then some of the protections for some mm-hmm. of those religious organizations. Third component, what's he going to hit today? Well, I believe it's included within the Department of Education's guidelines, but it's saying that we need to be sure that faith-based student groups on college campuses mm-hmm. also have their rights protected. That's been a key source of conflict um, on campuses across the country, including my own alma mater, University of Iowa. There's been some clashes over whether religious student groups can enforce sort of religious teachings in their guidelines. Oh, fascinating. And let's, let me uh, let me ask you on that just uh, one more step on uh, College campus seems mm-hmm. to be the, the hotbed right now in terms of what can and can't happen or should or shouldn't happen uh, as it relates to groups of faith, uh, where we often talk about uh, colleges becoming, you know, the, the snowflake zone or whatever it may be. How are, how are you seeing that play out across the country? Well, I don't know that tensions always arise from sort of direct bias or direct animus. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening is that as religious practice becomes less common, more people are sort of raised in churches, there's just a lot of confusion. Fusion, um, that people don't understand teachings, they don't understand traditions. And so it, it might be seen by some as hostility, but it's often just a misunderstanding. So that really is at the root of, of a lot of these announcements today, is just trying to clarify the rights of people of faith and uh, President Trump and his administration saying, we really want to stand up for you and stand beside you. Okay. Anything else we expect from the uh, the president today is he, again, obviously he has a, uh, a large base in the religious community mm-hmm. of the country. Uh, any signals to, to them today? Anything you expect to hear uh, from the president? Well, certainly many um, news outlets in their coverage of these announcements have highlighted that all of this could be just a ploy for support from his ev- or evangelical base. Mm-hmm. Just two weeks ago, he announced sort of a, a push through his campaign, evangelicals for Trump as an official right. group. But I will say this is in this is consistent with his actions basically every National Religious Freedom Day, his actions throughout his leadership and time in office. And so it certainly could be a campaign move, but it also is just sort of in line with the legacy that his administration wants to put in place. Yeah, we've got just about uh, a minute left, uh, Kelsey. Again, we've got Kelsey Dallas, National Religion Reporter for the Deseret News and uh, an inside source for uh, all kinds of people who deal with religious liberty uh, both policy and in the courts. Uh, you wrote a piece recently about President mm-hmm. Trump, uh, both his uh, proponents and his detractors as it relates to religious liberty. Uh, give us one from each side, the kind of the pro side and uh, a quick snapshot of those that maybe think he hasn't been as good for religious liberty. Well, I think we can use today's news to talk about exactly that, which is that in strengthening protections for a faith-based organization that wants to sort of use government money to help people in need, that um, is an important support for that organization. There are people of faith yeah. who work there. But the 
opposite side of that is that someone who comes to receive services from that organization mm-hmm. might have their own religious beliefs that they feel are being trampled on, that they don't feel comfortable maybe as a Buddhist to receive services from a Christian organization. And so by changing what that service provider has to tell them and explain to them, yeah. maybe it actually threatens an individual's religious freedom, even as it supports an organization's. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, what about the flip side of that? <laughs> well, um, I will say that's sort of this micro example. And in just a much broader way, I think people are concerned that in making big pronouncements like um, something about this prayer in schools, that he's just sort of making people have a weird taste in their mouth when they hear religious freedom. Like, ugh, if I support that, does that mean I want kids bowing their heads in the classroom or something? Right. And so I think that people believe he's just really polarizing this topic mm. even more so than it has been in recent years. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's important for all of us when we hear the sweeping generalities, uh, it does lead to more polarization, mm-hmm. whereas when we actually get to the specifics of the policy, uh, then we can make a better choice, better determination. Yeah, I think we all can be um, a little uh, more careful about what we think is happening. Just read closely. I try to do that in my stories, even if it's a little boring sometimes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you getting us to the details and getting us to the truth uh, every time. Kelsey Dallas, a national religion reporter for the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us Thank today. you, Boyd. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about going places where you're not welcome and how we can get rid of some of that incivility and contempt in the nation. Stay with us. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio.